Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. We're ripping away summer. Before you know it, 4th of July will be here. And then Labor Day. And then we're back in action. 4th of July is when it all starts. It is. July 5th is when the phone starts ringing and everybody wants to get dates that haven't gotten dates. So if you want dates with Stanfield Honey Night Fitters, you need to call me pretty soon. I do have a couple of weekday corporate dove hunting spots available where I can do a private group. And I do have some waterfowl hunting still in November, which is a really, if you want to shoot trophy spec, that's the time to come, it seems like, the last couple of years. Anyways, at stanfieldhunting.com, 940-658-3172. And you will answer your own phone. <laughs> answer my own phone. If I don't answer it, it don't get answered. That's right. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only American-made Boss Shot Shells Copper-Plated Bismuth. With that being said, it is not too early for you to start planning to get your shotgun shells for this upcoming waterfowl season. Put your order in with the great people up there at Boss. It'll ship straight to your door. Your UPS man will be so excited whenever he sees all the Boss shot shells that have to get taken to your door. All-American made right up there in the great state of Michigan. Uh, Brandon and Zach and Lee have got a hell of a company that they're going. They got some badass new swag out, too. They do. They do. Top to bottom. You will not meet better people in the waterfowl world. So. And they're going to be at Squad Fest, right? They will. Yep, be taking orders there. Speaking of Squad Fest, July 15th and 16th, you need to start making your plans to attend. Be in St. Louis, Missouri for the second Squad Fest. Dive Bomb Industries putting it on, and uh, we're going to be there. Yep, Andy's reached out and told me that everybody that comes there and buys him a beer, he'll have a beer with them. Oof, I did not say that, but I will definitely. You won't drink a beer with everybody that buys you a beer? I will not, no. Why? That's a lot of beer, huh? Could potentially, yes. Could be. Could be potentially a lot of beer. Um, if you're in the market for silhouettes or floaters, look no further. Dive Bomb Industries is the way to go. I tell you what, just the off-season alone is worth having silhouettes because they pack up so nice and neat, and they're effective out in the Goose or Duck Field. So check them out, Dive Bomb Industries, and come up to Squad Fest. Shake our hand. It'd be nice to see everybody there. We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls. They have got some new stuff coming out that will be at Squad Fest. It is a new goose call, Canada call, and they may or may not be redoing their speckle belly call. I got an insider that's telling me all these things. So You're in the know, so you would know. I am in the know. Um, Come out and see Alex. Yeah, Trevor's going to be, it's going to be baby time at Squad Fest, but they will have some new calls for sale at Squad Fest July 15th and 16th. And um, whenever I get the green light on the specifics of everything, Jeff, I'll be sure and let everybody know. But they do have a lot of cool things coming out. And if you're in the market for the best duck call on the market, PCD, the way to go. It's my favorite. This single read, oh, just barks at them. And I might be having a new favorite goose call here in just a couple weeks. So check them out, Pacific Custom Calls, and go check out their YouTube channel. And watch us smack a couple turkeys. And this week, we will have the big grand announcements from Shin Gear on a bunch of their new equipment. They will be on this week, and That's we will right. have a live YouTube with them. And they will be at Squad Fest. They will be at, everybody's going to be at Squad Fest. So if you, you want to see all these people, just come. St. Louis, July 15th, 16th. Uh, Maker, they got the best waiters on the market. I cannot wait to see what else they're introducing. I cannot say enough about the waiters. The boot is incredibly comfortable, uh, tough nylon material, and customer service they're going to stand behind their product as long as you stand in them shin gear great people great great people i mean they really are so 
check them out at Squad Fest or online. Shouldn't and come by and see Jeff and them at, at Squad Fest and tell them we sent you by there. There you go. Also, we're brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. I think Alex is going to be at Squad Fest. Um, take care of your four-legged <laughs> hunting buddy. Cough right into the microphone, Jeff. That's always important. Um, stainless steel dog bowls. You know, get get rid of your traditional dog bowl. Go stainless steel. It's easy to clean up. Um, get the trauma kit. You need, I mean, <clears throat> hunting is a potentially a dangerous sport. I mean, how many different ways are there to cut your finger? You or come up on a wreck. Poke your eye. The field trauma kit is a must for everybody. And if you're in the hunting industry, you definitely need one in your bag. And my personal favorite, the quick release system. Because let's face it, Lou gets a little bit antsy. And before the quick release system, I always had to hold him with this leash. Now the quick release system. Harness him in, pull the, le- pull the lever, and away he goes. I don't have to rein him back in to unclip his leash from his collar. And it's just a safety measure. No matter how highly qualified your dog is, Things can happen. Quick release system is the way to go. Alex also makes check cords. He's got dog collars. Anything you need for your four-legged hunting buddy, check him out, gundogoutdoors.com. Retired firefighter, great guy from Spokane. Or he, he thinks of safety. He's in he's in Montana now. Yes, but he, great guy to visit with, good dude. Knows his stuff. Great story, great guy to talk to. Go by and stop by and see him. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck, the 2 by 4 blind. It's the way to go. It's tough. It's durable. You'll just have to check them out. LuckyDuck.com. Best spinners that are on the market, and they're waterproof. So if they take a spill in your pond, all you got to do is pick it up, shake it off, dry it off, and it's back in action. You don't have to worry about, oh, crap, it took a dunk. So that's ruined now. It's all waterproof, and they have big boy kennels out for big dogs like Lou. Um, All their kennels are five-star crash test rated, so you don't have to worry about whenever you throw your buddy in the back of the pickup. Accidents happen, but they're safe in the Lucky Duck kennel. No matter what you're looking for, whether it be spinners, blinds, dog crates, Lucky Duck has got something for you. If you're a varmint hunter, they got something for you. Dove hunter, they got dove spinners. Uh, They got it all. One-stop shop. Check them out at LuckyDuck.com because that's all that we use here. We are also brought to you by Alpha Outdoor Specialties, maker of the Stanfield Stool. No more buckets for us here at Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Uh, we're going stools that are custom made for the A-frame blinds. Um, they're a fabrication company. If you've got an idea for something that you want made out in the field, contact uh, Jason, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, and they can they can make it for you. No problem at all. And be looking because I think that they might be having a blind caddy before too much longer. Hooks up to your A-frame, and then you got you got a place for all your stuff. Uh, very cool over there at Alpha Outdoor Specialties. Also, we are brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. It is how we start our morning every day here at the Big Honker Lodge. They've got a lot of new swag out. Um, their coffee is fantastic. little Missouri Boat Ride blend, a little high velocity. It's how I start my morning every single day. Uh, Dirty Duck Coffee. Is the way to go. They'll be at Squad Fest, will they not? Yes, they will be. Yes, they will be. So Scotty you, Goggles and Buck, I think. Are oh, there. so you can get all of your coffee needs. Uh, but if you don't want to wait until July, you can get on their uh, membership program and you can punch in how often you want your coffee delivered and voila, wake up one day and coffee's at your doorstep. So um, check them out, Dirty Duck Coffee, and look at them on Instagram. But cool people there. Also, we are brought to you by the great 
Logan Pyatt and Rebel Heron over there at the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. I was in the liquor store the other day, and I called Logan. I said, listen, I'm looking at an aisle full of bourbon. What would you recommend? He pointed me in the right direction. What would you buy? Bladen Bow. Did you like it? Yes. Good. Had a little bit of my uh, Ducks Unlimited cigar to go with it. Nice little evening. Funny podcast, funny people. Uh, you go to their Patreon account, you donate some money to them, and then you are granted unlimited access to their entire library. So it's that easy. Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Like I mentioned before, Ducks Unlimited, uh, proud sponsor of the Big Honker podcast. For 85 years, they have been working to save the duck numbers and working for the duck hunters, and they have conserved uh, close to 15 million acres in waterfowl habitat. So they do... They do incredible work on behalf of duck hunters everywhere. And we learned on our podcast with David that 85 cents out of every dollar, 80 to 85 cents out of every dollar goes, goes to the ducks, goes right back into the ducks. <clears throat> so they're a great organization and they have stood the test of time. And we are proud that they are sponsors of the Big Hunker podcast. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey. Brandon Bing has made a, a very nice whiskey. Put it in my whiskey sour whenever I make that. Or you can just drink it straight, however you want to do it. He's got bottles in stock, so Bangtail Whiskey is flying off the shelf. Uh, go to bangtailwhiskey.com, and I believe you can get some ordered and ship straight to your door. So you don't have to get out anymore. Liquor just appears. It's magic. Good whiskey, and Brandon's an awesome dude. You can also check out his music. on uh, it's, it's everywhere. Spotify iTunes, wherever. Brandon Bing Music. <clears throat> Good guy. I think we did them all. That's it. Great sponsors for this podcast. We appreciate every single one of them, and you should, too, spend a little bit of money with them. Let them know that we sent you there. They are what helps this podcast out tremendously, so do right by them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by the mad scientist behind the Shin Gear brand, Mr. Jeff Jones. We go over all of the products that they are releasing. Well, I say all. Most of the products, the first batch of products that they are going to be releasing for this coming waterfowl season. So he goes over um, new products, what's gone into them, how they'll fit, where you can wear it and uh, all that good stuff. So we hope that you enjoy it, and we hope that you will go check them out at shingear.com because they make the best waders that are on the market right now, and they've got an incredible lineup coming for this hunting season. So go check them out, shingear.com. Here he is, Jeff Jones with Shingear. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Hawker Podcast brought to you by Shin Gear. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. And it is still hot here, and we're going to take two on this live thing. We'll see how it goes tonight. Uh, the only way we're going to learn is to keep screwing up. That's right. That's, That's right. You screw up enough, and listen, we, it's been 15 minutes of sheer panic on, on Jeff Jones and I Park. They got to Listen, I'll just show you what they've got going on up there. They've got the they've got a whole setup. Jeff has got like a professional camera on them, all the products behind them, looking beautiful. 
right there in Tennessee, baby. Yeah, we're straight up fancy up here. Hey, let me ask you. So, how heartbroken were you that uh, Tennessee got knocked out of the College World Series? Oh, my God. I can't believe you brought that up. (laughs) Well, you know, so it's like a collection of people here. So, we have Ole Miss fans. We have Mississippi State fans. We have some Tennessee fans. And, uh, man, that, that Tennessee team, they were phenomenal. Yeah. They were they really were good. That is a collection of really great players on that team. And you know, sometimes I mean you see it like so I, I love baseball, huge baseball fan, uh big Rangers fan, my wife's an Orioles fan, but I always tell her the Yankees always get the best players. You know, time and time again, they will buy and get the best players. And you would think by doing that, always getting the best players, you would always win. But sometimes they just don't mesh and gel together. So I think that's kind of what happened to Tennessee this year. They had some phenomenal talent, and it just kind of fell apart there at the end. I feel sorry for them. But, man, they precious stuff. My my thoughts on that, the reason y'all don't win is because of Clay Travis. He jinxes y'all on everything. Football, basketball, baseball, if he starts – Tweeting out on his Twitter, talking shit about Tennessee, boom, they go down every time. He is the killer for y'all every freaking time. He went to that game. I knew. I said, they're, they're going to lose. And he does. He, <laughs> he puts the old jinx on them all the time. They look like they had a little attitude to them, too, also. The, pretty, that Tennessee. Well, pretty cocky. But when you're that good, you know, it's hard to. How could you not? You've got pitchers throwing 104, 105. No one can hit them. You've got everybody in the lineup hitting home runs. How could you not be cocky like that? And it just kind of – I mean, sometimes, time and time again, I'll tell you, man, just be quiet. Just be quiet and do your job. Well, it's a piss-poor dog that don't wag his own tail. And I don't know where Notre Dame came from because they knocked out my Red Raiders the week before. So, it's like, where the hell is Notre Dame from? God's they're, on their team. They're a baseball team. Or God. they're a football they team. They do have God on their team. Yep. That is a very God is on their team. They don't like killing babies. My gosh, they're winning. That's what it's about. That's right the there. good thing about college baseball, too, man. You just never know. I mean, somebody is always, like they say, someone's always coming out of left field. Yeah, Didn't see that team coming. My favorite, Other than professional football, my favorite sport is college softball and then college baseball. I love softball. Love it. Really? Love it. Those, those old heifers, they can hum that. They can hum that yellow ball around. They're fun to watch. And I, and I like to guess which one of them is straight and which one of them is, is not. So, like, that, you're supposed to put a ribbon in your hair if you're straight, and then sometimes you're, you get a little confused. So that's, that, that adds another dynamic to the softball. There's so many things I'm learning tonight. This yes. Is, this is I, I like it. I, well, I, I, did not, I didn't see this coming. No, you – We get off topic all the time. You rarely do. You comes out of left field. So – it is the middle of June. Waterfowl season is actually a lot closer than what people realize. And yeah. Yeah. you've been working tirelessly on these great products. So what have we got coming from Shin Gear for the waterfowl season of 2022? Well, we have, uh, you know, we'll go through and we'll kind of look at all of them. We, we kind of feel like we have some really good products coming. So a lot of focus on uh, – some apparel that matched up and kind of goes with the waiter. We, we kind of concentrated on, you know, not just putting apparel out there to put apparel out there. We wanted to put, we wanted to make apparel that you needed when you 
for the waiters. So it's not a huge, great big line, but it's basically everything that you need, uh, you know, to be comfortable out there duck hunting. Mm-hmm. I can That's see kind of- it looks like it looks like you've got like a base layer behind you. Yeah, um, uh, that are going to go well with the waiter pants. I really like the waiter pants. Those are a home run and extremely warm for those people. You know, you don't want to wear those on a 50 degree day. So that looks cool. Is that yeah. a quarter zip or is that a full zip? This is a full zip. So this is a, uh, a jacket full zip. And I, I mean, I can actually, I'll, I'll kind of start with this one. This is one of our favorite ones. This is a, a jacket that we made to be worn with the waiter. So, uh, we call it the over and under, and the reason why we did that because we gave you it's basically kind of two makeups of jacket in one. Uh, it's made to be worn inside waders, so you wouldn't wear it over your waders, you're going to wear it inside your waders, right? We built it in a way that you have uh, some good heavyweight Sherpa fleece in the bottom, so when you tuck it inside your waders, you don't have a whole lot of uh heat built up inside there it's got a place for that heat to escape and get out and then the top of it we added in it has that same sherpa fleece but we added in a bunch of insulation 280 grams of insulation and what that did by combining all those together it gave you a windproof barrier up top so if you think about it you can kind of picture a waiter coming up shoulder straps going over this area would be exposed out of the waiter. This area would be inside the waiter. Right. Gives you a lot of windproof and warmth up here, and this gives you a lot of area for that heat that builds up inside waiters to expand and get out. So it makes it a really comfortable garment to wear with a waiter. It's not waterproof. You know, you, you kind of fight that fight all the time. Everybody mentally thinks, oh, I'm duck hunting. Uh, it rains every day. The only good duck hunting is when it rains. Well, that's really not true. I mean, especially in the timber, we want those bright bluebird sunny days. So you want something that's really comfortable to wear with your waders that'll keep you warm. Uh, and if you need a, if it, if it does rain, you need something waterproof. We have a jacket for that also. So uh, this jacket just built for warmth. So that's interesting. So you put sharp. Sherpa on the bottom and then yep. nothing on the top. I would have done that. I, I mean, I, you know what you're doing, but that, that's, uh, that's something that is backwards in my mind. Well, it still has Sherpa on the top, but it has Sherpa and insulation. Oh, added. Okay, 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 okay. So that's how you get that windproof barrier by combining the two of those together. I've got so you it, now. It is the windproof. Uh, really warm outside of your waders and warm inside your waders, but it allows that because you know when you wear waders and you're moving around to do what all you're you're building a climate up inside that waiter, mm-hmm. so you've got to get some of that heat and warmth away from your body, and that's what the lower part of the jacket does. When Blake wears waders, it is a special kind of climate built up in those waders. Nice. Yeah, not all what you want to like stand back when he takes them what, off. What is the um, now we're gonna have fat boy sizes in these? We do. So we do it all the way from you know smalls all the way through 3XL. Uh, and we cut it, you know, we cut it pretty generous. It's not over big, it's not bulky and in the way, but you know, when you get to that 3X size, we we know 3X people. They they don't they don't want skinny type things. 
So, you know, when you, the smaller sizes are, it, we, we scale them really well. I'll, I'll put it that way. Right. Okay. So that's a, I, I like that addition because you, your waders are already kind of slimmer fitting, like athletic fitting. So with that, you're not going to add, you know, you don't want to look like the mission little man out there in the, no. out there in the water hole. So I, I like that it's a, a slimmer fit and it'll, you'll look good out there. What all colors is that going to come in? So we do it in, this is the original bottom land, which, you know, that's kind of new. Also, original bottom land is new for the waders this year, you know, in going with that. So we, we do it in the original bottom land, we do it in bottom land. And then for a lot of the field guys and people hunting in marsh and stuff like that, we are adding um, the mossy oak habitat this year. So we're doing that jacket in habitat to go with some new waders that are in habitat also. Looking good, looking good. And then, and then we got the vest over there. Yeah, so then on this side we did, you know, the vest, which I think y'all, we sent y'all some vests. Yes. Everybody that has got a vest has really loved it. And that kind of speaks to how we size this other jacket. Because it's, it's fitting people that wear smalls, it's fitting people that wear 3Xs. Uh, no one's really complaining about the fit. Uh, and we did, you know, we did a fairly good job of sizing it too. We put some stretch panels underneath the arms. I'm not sure if you can see it or not, but yes. a little bit of stretch. So if you have those days where like you can wear a lighter weight garment, but you the next day a cold front comes in, you want to throw a hoodie or whatnot on, you don't have to change size of vest. It still will fit you by adding a layer or two to it. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I had no complaints with the vest. The only complaint I had is Jeff left his coming back from Mexico, right? Going to Mexico. Going to Mexico. After I'd given my coat to a homeless guy, I gave my vest to some Belizean that damn sure ain't ever going to wear a vest. And I wore the vest all the time. That is my favorite thing I had all winter to wear. Comfortable. I love the pocket. Everything was perfect on it. Best product out there in waterfowl because I ain't wearing waders. So I'm going to go with your vest. Jeff's a vest guy. They look good, though. I Kind of a best guy too. I'll wear it all spring during turkey season. As soon as it starts getting a little bit cool, I'm putting that vest on. I mean, it's it's really comfortable to wear. Yeah, it um, is. And then, so move us over right behind you. So that's just that's going to be that the uh, that's going to be a, a base layer next to the yeah. uh, waiter pants. We, we kind of layered it. Well, let me go this way. Underneath that vest. Oh, look at there. Yeah, I've got a fleece piece underneath the vest, and we kind of call it, we call it our 60 series. And that 60 series kind of being in fact that, you know, Mississippi Flyway, South Mississippi Flyway, we get 60 days to duck hunt. This is a garment that you can wear every day of the season. Even when it's warm early, you don't have to put much on underneath it. Put a merino base layer on, put this on and wear that to be fine. You can throw a vest over the top of it get you through the bulk of the season and then when you get into late season if it was really cold and you wanted to you could put the over and under jacket over that whole collection and really have a, a super warm system now is that a quarter zip it's, yeah. a, it's actually half, half zip. zip all the way down it'll unzip all the way down to mid stomach i mean it's super easy to get in and out of uh, we make it in a couple styles we do one with a hood on it we do one that's just the quarter zip mock neck. It's got a big kangaroo pocket on the front of it. And then we, we put some uh, 
really comfortable. It's a lighter material around the cuff. Because you know, if you if you ever have those cold days, which no one really gets super no. cold days, before, February. But if you do, and you've got on a like a 60 series like this, and then you put a jacket on and maybe something else, all that stuff builds up around your wrist and your cuff. So we, we slimmed ours down on both of the products so that it allows you to wear multiple items together without it being bulky and cumbersome. Sign me up and take my money. I love that. What colors does that come in? I like that color. Series, we do it in that olive color. We do it in a all right, the gray color that we all like so much, and then we do it in the mossy oak bottom land. Uh, those are the colors that they come in in both the hooded version and the quarter zip version. So, That's slick. I like that. I like that a lot. I can show my chest pubes off and zip it all the way down to my belly. Yeah, <laughs> you can go unzip it all the way down, go right into the bar. Yes. I mean, it's, yes. It's, it's a nice look. Yeah. It, it, it looks really like Dr. Is. Jerry Buss on uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever this. Uh, winning time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you got chest hair for a reason. You, I, gotta, you, you, gotta, you do. Uh, you do. When I was younger, you know, I was a pain in the butt. But now yeah, I just embrace it, and it is what it is. It's a sign of my uh, masculinity. That's right. I like that a lot, though. I, I, I really do. And then on the other side, so if you went all the way closest to the body, I feel like this is like the most overlooked product that's out there. We wanted to do pure 100% merino wool top and 100% merino wool bottom. If you've never worn merino wool as a base layer, you're missing out. I mean, this is a, it's really thin and it's really lightweight. And I think a lot of people will look at it and kind of touch it and go, there's no way that's warm. And right. It's just, it's completely the opposite. I have no idea how, to be honest with you, I don't know how it works. But it's like, <laughs> it's like a miracle fabric. Because you can wear it when it's cold out. You can wear it when it's warm out. It, it naturally wicks any kind of moisture away from you. If you sweat a lot, it, it's odor eliminating. I mean, merino wool, it, it's great. I, I wear it as soon as it starts getting cool and I can get out of shorts and short sleeve shirts. I'll start wearing merino as a base layer, and I'll wear it all the way through the end of turkey season. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it, it's really cool. It's, it's expensive. Merino in itself is expensive to build. Most people, most companies, when they do it, they'll blend it with natural wool, or they'll blend it with uh, uh, polyester synthetic. We went a different route. We just went 100% New Zealand merino wool, and it's, it is nice. It's comfortable to wear flat lock stitching so you don't have any kind of binding or scraping against you. I would suggest, you know, whether you buy my brand or anybody else's brand, you need to give Merino a shot. Uh, I, you'll never go back if you wore it as a base layer. What's the price point on this? So the Merino, it's going to run you, it's 100 bucks for the top, it's $100 for the bottom. Uh, you know, I, I realize, I understand it's it's expensive, but you get you get what you pay for with Merino. Yes, I mean, investment. You can wear it. I've been wearing a piece for two years, and it looks like the exact same the first time I put it on. It doesn't peel. It doesn't stretch out of shape. I'm telling you, Merino's a miracle fabric. How much did you you said a hundred dollars for the top yeah. and hundred dollars for the bottom? Two hundred for said. I don't think that's, that's expensive. Not, that's not terrible at all. For no, something I mean, that you can wear, wear every day? 
No, it, it's not. It's not out of line priced. It's just, you know, right. it's, it's just what it is. Hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. Listen, you know, like I said, it's, it's not going to go bad. You're you're not going to out. Yeah, I can tell you this. You're not going to outlive that Marino. <laughs> the good thing about this. Everybody's used to spending a hundred dollars now. Gas is five bucks a gallon. It's a hundred dollars like, to fill up. Like it's a, it's a hundred dollar bill to fill up your gas tank. So everybody's used to just flopping out those hundred dollar bills. So they'll see that, and you can buy three loaves of bread, or you can buy your top. Yeah, yeah. So and you're going to get what you pay for. I mean, you you will like that merino. It's I'm, I wish I knew more about it. I wish I understood it. It's, it's awesome. Now, what colors does that come in? Is that the only color it comes in, or yeah, is it? Hip- just we just ran it in one color. Uh, when you get to merinos and things like that, they're really difficult to like print them and camouflage because it's, uh, you know, the nature of the sheep and everything, the way it works, it's kind of oily. So if you print it and camouflage, it'll fade out. Uh, nobody wants that. Plus, it's a base layer. I mean, do you yeah. really need a camo base layer? Right. But. Yeah. I agree. I You know. I know people, and people hunt out of A-frames, they need camouflage, but, I, I mean, I hardly ever... It's like wearing camo underwear. It don't make sense. Wear, yeah, exactly. Like, who needs camo well, underwear? Really, that's really what it is. It's camo underwear. The, for, the for pants have stirrups in the bottom, so uh, it's a great product. I, I love wearing Those waiter pants are extremely hot. And if it got cold, like, it, it would be great. But we don't ever get cold here. And I've wore mine... I tell you, when I did wear them was when it got cold in February after hunting season, and I was just lounging around the house. They're perfect yeah. for that. You could have skied in them. Yeah. They, they're they great. I mean, that, that Sherpa pant, you know, when you make an uninsulated waiter, you've got to have, if you're in a cold area, you've got to have something that will give you that warmth. And that Sherpa fleece pant, it does. It's incredibly warm. It'll get you through the entire season. It wicks moisture really well, which is what you need when you wear a breathable waiter. Uh, but also, I'm like you, man. That is like my Februarys when I'm done hunting and I'm not doing anything. That's like my Sunday pant. Right. I am lounging around in that pant <laughs> all the time. And, great. Andy wore them at the lodge one day, and I was like, "Where'd you get them?" He said, "Chingers. Them some good looking pants." Don't you worry about where I got them, Jeff. That's exactly I think what you said. I got them. Yeah, we had got them where I got Dylan them. Dylan wearing them to work. For like, like, all right, man. <laughs> We're gonna have to put in a dress code because you know you can't wear those every day. Yeah, I didn't expect. I didn't see that coming. I was like, don't you just have one pair? This is the Wearing his Nancy nut huggers. Yeah, exactly. But the you know they're nice. They got the stirrups in the bottoms. So you can step into your waders comfortably, and your pants don't bunch up. So I like yeah, those. I mean, it's a good pant. You can wear it. You, you don't look like an idiot. Hey, so do you have a jacket close close by that I can see? I saw a couple at Ducks, but I never, I didn't get to really look at them all that well. Jeff was trying to hustle me out of there. You're talking about like the uh, waterproof jacket? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yes. I do, I do have one. We we. I'll be honest. I we weren't really going to talk about it because we're going to release it a little bit later. Okay. Uh, That's yeah, great. we do have. Um, we call it the Hydrolocks, Hydrolock series. And what we did, you know, we looked at it a couple of ways. One is, you know, if, if you're going to build a waterproof jacket, build a waterproof jacket. Don't, don't use cheaper fabric. Don't cheapen it up. Don't do anything. So we built it out of the same material we build the waders out of. Uh, so that's a, 
and then on the other side of it, it's a big benefit to us because it gives us more use for our waiter fabric uh, to put it out there. And it truly is, it is a 100% waterproof garment. Uh, I don't, I don't have one. I wasn't going to show it. I was going to kind of hold that back. But. Okay, but that'll be released July 14th, right? It'll, it'll come out a little bit later release. We're going to release everything we're showing today on the 14th. We'll probably release it around the 1st of August. Okay. Uh, just to kind of give people time to see what we have coming and then kind of trickle out a few other items. And then after we do that, we even have a couple more items that uh, we're super pumped about that we're going to release then. See, so, I'm afraid to ask you anything else because you told me some stuff that was coming out. So if it's not behind you, we're not talking about it today. Is that what you're telling us? Well, that's what I was going to kind of go for. And, okay. You know, kind of allude to, but yeah, I mean, we, we do we have some additional other cool <laughs> stuff that we're all very proud of and really excited about. We, this, think, we this, think a lot of water people are going to like them. This damn live thing, I'm not used to it yet because I stick my foot in my mouth about every podcast, but I have the luxury of taking it out. And uh, listen, I guess we spilled, spilled spilled some beans today. I thought since I, they, I thought I thought since it was at Ducks, it, it was uh, you know kind of well known, but I guess not. Hey, listen, that's the benefits you get from listening in and following along. You you kind of learn some stuff not everybody else is gonna know. But yeah, there's some <laughs> stuff that's gonna trickle out be released so okay so let's wait around this the 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 product that you were texting me about a couple months ago is that going to be this year or is that for a future like next year type of deal I'm pull my chair up and sit down so w one thing that we we really kind of pride ourselves and this is this is probably a whole lot deeper than answering the question that you just asked but i think it's a sidestep yeah no <laughs> I, we we were very you know, you had to kind of make a decision when we started this business. So a lot of businesses out there, not only in our industry, in all industry, there is this like rush to market with product. Mm -hmm. So we kind of made this company philosophy at the very beginning of we're not going to rush a product to market. What we're going to do is we're going to test it ourselves. We're going to basically have an idea for an item. What you want to do, go out and build it bring it in, play with it, consult with people that you trust and get their opinions, build it. And then the next, wear it, spend time with it. And then the next year we're going to put it out to like, not it's not fair to call them influencers, but we have a team of people out there that are field testers, guys that are hunting 60 days, 90 days, 120 days on the West coast. So then we're just going to say, all right, I've done with this item all that I can do. I, there's nothing else I can think about doing to it. Take it for a year and use it. Don't beat it up. Just, you know, just use it how you would use it. So that gives us the benefit of having a 24 month development period before we bring something to the public. So not sidestepping your answer you're going to get you know i kind of talked to you about hey would you test some stuff for me would you wear it right and all that that's part of that second year of getting it to you getting it on your guide and letting y'all give me feedback of how you would improve it above what we've done to it but i like so, that because um <clears throat> if it was going to get released this year I had not ever seen it in the field, so I was I was I was I was worried that it was going to get released this year to the public, 
and it hadn't had its time to get uh, torture tested. So I like that it's not ready. Well, and look, man, you know, it gives you the opportunity to tell somebody, you know, so look a year out, another year out, after you've worn it, if somebody comes into your lodge and says, hey, what do you think about this product? You can be honest. You can straight up say, hey, I wore it last year before it came to market. I told them to do this. I told them to do that. And they did it. And now I feel comfortable in telling you, yeah, you should get one. Right. I mean, it, for us, it's we're, it's not marketing. It's straight up. We just want to build the best product that we can build. And being a product person, man, I'll tell you, there's only so far I can take a product. Right. I can take it to this point, And then I need somebody else that's in a different environment, different conditions, saying, hey, you ought to change this or you ought to tweak this. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I, I tell people internally all the time, one of the best ideas I ever got in my life for a product, for a change to a product, came from like a person I would never expect to have an idea. Really? I tried to clean that up as best I could. <laughs> We got you there. Hey, man, you got to do this. And it was like, damn, why did I not ever think of that? <laughs> if you, in saying all that, man, if you rush stuff to market, you're going to miss something. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to take that out of it. So right, that was I'm, a long answer of telling well, you. No, I've got a, about You're not getting I got a question from the feed. A guy asked, and this may be something you don't want to talk about either, but it's on live, and I, I got to ask. He wants to know about socks. Are y'all going to have any socks come out anytime soon? Ooh. Uh, I'll tell you this. We are working on a sock right now. We're kind of in the beginning stages of working on it, and we're going to use yarn that comes from a source or an animal that nobody else is putting a sock out in right now. Hmm. Will they be washable? Oh yeah, okay. 100% washable. That 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 sounds like a stupid question, but Cabela's back in the early '80s had a Gore-Tex sock you that you wash couldn't it. wash. Let me tell you yeah. something. So you wore it two tone. or three times. Woo! What were you supposed to do? Let it stink, <laughs> because I mean they were horrible after a little bit. They were they were waterproof. They weren't real real warm, but they were waterproof. It was a Gore-Tex sock, but you couldn't wash them. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you. I did not know that. Blake would not be needing to wear one of those. I'm telling you right now. Why would you? Who? Somebody if you're, put, if you're coming up with that product and you're like, listen, you can't wash it. Well, knowing what hunters do day in and day, like, you know, you build up a sweat. They were they were pretty rank. Kind of lather it up a little bit. So anyways, I'm interested to see what kind of sock you have coming out. Some kind of animal that's never been made. I, I'm This has got my, I'm very interested in this. I can't wait for this. I mean, it's not like a weird animal. We're not making socks out of ants. But I mean, it's, <laughs> out of what? Ants. Ants. Uh, house cats. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a, it will be a really good sock if it uh, Labradoodles. Right. You know, the, the, the struggle you have with socks is now you've got to, so you find a material and you, you find a fabric that's really good and it does the wicking and it, it doesn't stink and it moves moisture away from your foot the way it could. Now you've got to figure out how do you get the elastic into it? Because mm-hmm. somebody like me, like I, I'm a big, I, I hate socks up on my calves that get real tight and kind of dig yes. into you. So now, now you're just trying to balance your elastic with it and uh, the other materials that you use. So, I mean, that, that Gore-Tex sock you're talking about from Cabela's, I guarantee you it, that comes from rushing something to market. 
and you know it, it could be for whatever reason beat a competitor or because a competitor has it or because a product person had a really good idea and then took it as far as he could but didn't give it to somebody else to give feedback on i mean yeah. i hadn't seen him in years a, so it didn't work yeah but you know yeah. you were talking about the hundred dollars for a shirt a minute ago Duluth underwear is 20 freaking bucks for a pair of skivvies. Really? And they're damn good underwear. People pay 20 bucks, you know, for banana hammock. 100 bucks for a shirt is not a bad price at all. Well, and it's a shirt that you can wear every day while you're out hunting. It's not, you know, I mean, you're going to get your you're going to get your use out of it. I wore your vest yeah. to some five-star restaurants. I was probably the only person wearing a vest in there, but I was wearing a vest in there, and it's a good-looking vest uh-huh. and it's good stuff. I, I, I've seen them. We do we do that vest. We build that vest in some solid colors. We have a dark green. We have yeah. the black color, which I think you had. Uh, we do a sage color, and then of course we do the bottom land. But uh, I've seen them. We've we've seen them out. We, we see people wearing that vest all the time at different restaurants and things. I mean, it's a nice vest. It looks good. It's a good looking vest. It's very clean. Makes a fat guy look a little slimmer. If you get the solid color. Hey, great product. Let me ask you this. How shocked were you when you started seeing people doing the Ducks <clears throat> the ducks, uh, uh, 5K in your waders? Oh, man, my mind was blown. Did that blow, so you, that, that blow you away? It kind of goes back to the first year when we launched. So when we launched uh, and people started getting their waders, we started seeing TikToks and different videos of people running or diagonal running across. I mean, just doing crazy things. We had a guy on a trail in a gym working out. So it started a long time ago. And then to bring it all the way up to that Ducks 5K and see uh, Scott Anderson, he had the idea behind doing his 5K in it first. And then that whole group of people doing it. I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, that's just something you don't ever really think of. Uh, but that, 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 that shows you how comfortable everything is, you know, as far as the boot and the material up against your skin, that you can go out and you can do a 5K. You should have done it, Andy. In your waders. It's too hot here, Jeff. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm, I'm never one to, to really brag on us, and I always stay kind of nervous about that thing, but I was at that 5K that we put out, and all those ladies that were in it, the there was probably i don't know six or seven ladies there that ran and i know for a fact only two of them had ever had a waiter on in their life really ones that was the very first time they put one on and there was not a single complaint they didn't they had no complaints at all they they loved it so i i mean that i i feel like we're really putting a good product out there yeah it's comfortable Everybody that's worn it, it says it's comfortable. I just, I have a Jeff's bu- going with secondhand information. I'm not here. wearing waders. That's why God <laughs> invented boats. But and if I was going to wear a waiter, your waiter would have it. But they're comfortable, and everybody that wears them, my guys wear their waders, and they talk about them all the time, and every one of them bragged about it. I've never had a product that they brag about everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Someone will bitch to me about something here, one of the guys that works for me. They won't bitch publicly about something, but they'll be like, this needs to be fixed here, this is different, or this ain't that good. Your product, I've never heard anybody bitch about. When it happens, I'm going to message you and say, well, it finally happened. Someone bitched about something. But I've not heard anything. If it does, if, if people do, I mean, let us know. We, 
I mean, that's what you've got to do. You, you've got to put it out there and you've got to your test, your team tested, get all that feedback and you finally have to put it out to the public. And that's when it goes out in mass and you get all kinds of stuff. But I mean, if, if somebody has a complaint or a problem, we want to hear about it. I, we legitimately want to make that waiter better. With all the product, the waiter especially want to make it better. The apparel that we're doing, we just want to make it better. That is our, it's not really a slogan. It's not really marketing. We want to build a better product. Y'all, y'all have a good product. I had a waterfowl celebrity, and I'm not going to say his name because he's a tight ass, contacted me to see if I could get him a deal on some Shingear waiters. I was like, fuck no, go buy some. You tight ass. You're not giving your product away. Why should they give you theirs? Yeah, we, you know, we, we get a lot of people that reach out about discounts and product like that. And to me, man, I, just to be 100% honest with you, it's really not fair. I'm sorry. It's really not fair to sell somebody something at a discount if you just sold a guy a pair at full price. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of have this thing like, look, man. I'm going to sell you this waiter at full price and I'm going to give you the same guarantee and the same promise to take care of you that we do everybody. So that's, that's where that really comes from. We, this we this guy, doing- this guy bought a pair cause I seen it in some videos and he was wearing them and I asked him and he, he bought paid full price for him, but it was funny. He came to me trying to get a free deal. I was like, I ain't doing that shit. You'll have to write, write, I'll a, tell write, you his write, name. A, write his name down right there, Jeff, so I can see who it is. Okay. Now you've piqued my interest. <laughs> What, uh, hold on, don't show the camera. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you're not surprised, are you? <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not at all. Um, what, uh, looking beyond, so we got socks, which I never would have thought. Is every is everything in your lineup, you can wash everything in your lineup, I'm assuming, like the, the, the quarter zip, the half zip, the vest, nothing yeah, special? Everything I showed you today behind us is all machine washable. It's all machine dryable. Uh, you can do, you, you can do anything you want with it. You're not gonna. I mean, you know, if you if you dry it like an idiot, if you put it in high heat for an hour and a half, you're gonna shrink it. Right. It's gonna happen no matter what you do. Right. If you you follow the wash and care instructions, you're gonna be fine. Even when we release that hydrolock jacket that we're not talking about. Yes. That Top secret. Machine washable too. So having a. Uh, waterproof jacket that you can machine wash is a really cool thing because you know just like where y'all are if you if you're laying out in a field and you happen to get rain i know it doesn't rain there much but if you happen to get rain and you build that mud and dirt up on it you've got to clean that off because if you don't you'll cause that uh you'll cause those laminates and everything inside there to start separating and coming apart you'll lose your waterproofness so you've got to be able to clean it what product behind you that we can talk about, not the waterproof jacket that we're not supposed to talk about, what, what of that are, are you most excited about? Which one are you the proudest of and, and the uh, one that was like something that you're, you're just truly excited about behind you? I mean, honestly, I, that's, that's a really good question. It's like favorite, picking your favorite kid. Yeah, I know. I got three of those, so it's hard to pick one favorite. I guess it kind of depends on the day and what they're doing. Amen on that. I understand. <laughs> Uh, the 60 series fleece, I really like it because of the versatility. You can wear it all the time. The vest, the vest is a given. I'm a vest guy from way back. I mean, you can just, you can wear a vest all the time. Mm-hmm. I would say that I'm probably the most proud from a product development standpoint. I would be the most proud about the over and under because it's, 
it's also kind of reversing the mindset out there of how the industry has been forever. The industry forever said, if you're going to make a jacket for duck hunters, it has to be waterproof. Mm -hmm. And now I and everybody here, we just disagree with that, man. It doesn't have to be. It has to be comfortable. It has to be warm. And yeah, you've got to have a jacket that's waterproof for those days that it rains and for those cold boat ride in when you want to block all the wind and any kind of water. But man, my best hunting days is when the sun is shining and it's beautiful out and it's cold as can be. I want to be comfortable those days. I want to be warm and comfortable. I don't have to be waterproof. I don't have to be wearing a bulky, crunchy, loud, stiff jacket. So... <laughs> That, that jacket, as far as a developed product and all the input that so many people had on it, I'm probably the most proud of that jacket. Yeah. What an amazing adventure. You got, you're got you a passionate waterfowl, hunting, waterfowl hunter, and I've got that by just talking to you when I talk to you. And turkey hunting, I mean, you left ducks to go duck hunt. I mean, turkey hunt, come back to see, and you were gone. But yes. you're a passionate about hunting. You're a... What'd you say? I took those cookies that uh, Jeff's wife made with me. I took them to oh, turkey yeah. camp. Were they good? They're a nice turkey snack. Oh, yeah, they were good. They're delicious. Yeah, I didn't get this fat by her not cooking. I'm telling you, she 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 could, she don't burn water. She can cook for sure. You're uh, but you you took something pat you're passionate about and you've put it into your hobby, and man, that's something to be proud of, and that's something a lot of people are jealous of. I mean, you've got one of the top products in the waterfowl industry completely and you went from just waiters now to having your own product line it's crazy yeah. you've done such a good yeah. job of that so let me uh, i'm not doing it by myself man i i got a whole team of people here that are just as passionate about it as i am i just kind of the the products themselves that's where I, i'm not a marketing guy i'm that's not me i'm a i'm a pure product person mm -hmm. so i, I kind of talk about the products when comes up the most we have a full team here that really helps out because what how many is this year two this is year so we we look at we call it this is year two to the public okay so this is uh almost year four for building products building waiters and starting the company up uh in terms of being able to sell something to the public this is year two that's right that and that's also something because, you know, four years of doing this and this is only year two. Were you ever like when you were designing your waders? Were you ever like, is this fucking thing ever going to come to market? Are we ever going to get everything to line up to where we can release this? Oh yeah. Because two yeah. years into a passion project is a long time. You're sitting on a lot of capital. It is. It really is. So having, like I said earlier, I mentioned a good team. I have a really good team behind us and a really good team working on it but it it is man that that is a long time and it is it's it is a long time of holding your breath and you know basically having i mean if you kind of looked at it like having kids you've got a baby and now you're introducing it to the world yes you're saying here you go and you know i think like anybody else any kind of like if a, if a person has a problem, if something happens and, and they're upset with something you made, man, I, I'll be honest. I take that stuff personally. That that it, it weighs on me. I, that's you know 
probably something I should figure out. But I mean, it, I, I really do. Me and everybody else here, we want to build products that make your days in the field more enjoyable and get you through the season. I don't want to make something that you have a problem with. If you have a problem, I, that, that bothers me. Yeah. So Jeff brought it up. You're you're a big turkey hunter. Can we ever expect anything in that realm of uh, camouflage coming from shin gear anytime soon? Or is that not is that so far away that you I mean, not even on your radar yet? It's really not on the radar, but it's kind of like the and, and you know there's it's kind of a hard question to answer. There's brands and stuff out there, and and there's this mentality of, hey, let's be, let's give everybody everything they want. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yes. How about we try to concentrate on and give everybody everything they need? You know, I have friends that have brands that make turkey, and they that's what they do and what they concentrate on. And uh, I think that if you can be very focused on building a product for that species chase, that's what you should do. That's the brand that's giving you what you want. Uh, with that being said, like like Jeff said, we're, we're all huge turkey hunters. I absolutely love it. Uh, I think there's some holes out there that could be filled, and we'll see. Had a couple other questions. <clears throat> Two of them are really good. One of them's off the cuff, but I thought it was kind of funny. One guy wants to know if you'll get in the condom business since you can guarantee nothing's to leak. So, there you go. <laughs> No. <laughs> Hard no. He didn't even think about that one. Okay. Turkey hunting? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll consider it. Condom? No, we're out. Knee pads in the waders, guy asked about. Yeah, I mean, so I've done knee pads and waders before, and I think it has some use to it. The, the problem that you've got to the way that I just hadn't come up with a, a way to put them in there without having to sew it or to damage the waiter fabric. Right. So to me, more important to not damage the waiter than it is to add something that has some use, but not all the time use, if that makes sense. You know, all the time use, the best benefit from a waiter is it's dry. If you go in there and start trying to add something to it, trick it out in a certain way that might cause a failure, that's a bigger problem than not having them at all. Right. Um, and so we'll, I wouldn't wear, I, I say that. I can't see the use in, in the knee pads, personally. Uh, you sit down, I could, where you, if you've done a lot of setting and you're on your knees, calling and stuff, there, there's some times. I mean, I, yeah, not the way you hunt, but there are guys that do sit on their knees and do some hunting and stuff. And right. I could see, I, I don't understand why knee pads would be that. I mean, but if you're wearing waders, like, isn't it? A muddy soft bottom if you're kneeling down sometimes it is sometimes it's not i don't i don't see a big kneeling, issue kneeling with the knee wall. pads but i can see where kind of no i don't see an issue i just don't see where a you'd big, have to have them. a big benefit would come N- from. another question was a guy want to know are y'all what about gloves is that come up on y'all's radar yet yes the gloves those are one of those things again that kind of always comes up and people are always talking about complaining about because there's really not good gloves out there uh, and to build a good glove, you've, you've really got to dedicate some time and concentrate just on that. So I could see gloves coming, a few other products coming, but that's something that it's going to take some time and, you know, you got to kind of shut the door to everything else and really sit down and focus in on building it correctly. 
Uh, I don't want to put a glove, we, none of us want to put a glove out there just to put one out. When we put a glove out, it's going to be a really good one. Yeah, there the glove market is it's tough. Like I just wear leather gloves is all the insulated leather gloves, but if it rains, I'm screwed. If someone come out with a good pair of gloves that you could call with, a really good pair that you could call with, they'd make millions of dollars a year. I don't think that's possible, Jeff. Well, I I said if you could come out with one. I didn't say it was easy to do, but there's a market I mean, there. They they put a man on the moon in the 50s. Yep. We we, we make a good glove. 2020. You would 2020. think so. We can make so. a good glove, but I don't know if we can call it. I mean, with we're it. running out of tampons right now because men and women now today both use them. So that's why the tampon shortage is coming on. So what the hell? And I was off color for talking about Tennessee's baseball. They made I, I didn't I didn't see that coming either. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're connecting a lot of weird dots here, Jeff. They made a calling glove before. It didn't have it like your thumb would go in and then like it, your index finger and your ring finger would go in. Um, it wasn't it, a good one. It didn't last. Uh, it was just uh, some kind of fabric, but it would get wet whenever you called. So then all of a sudden, and your fingertips are exposed, and that would, that's what get, gets cold on me whenever um, <clears throat> whenever I'm calling. And, it, and it's really cold outside. It's just my fingertips. But then, like, you'd be calling, and then this end of the, of the fabric would get wet, and then that would, like, go all over. It was not good. So, I don't know. Maybe you can figure it out. You're a smart guy. Uh, I can give you some fleece-lined pockets on jackets and waders right now to put your hands in. But yes. But that's as far as I've got it. Yeah, and that's, that's nice and warm. Crank up, get a couple uh, hand warmers cranked up, throw them in there, and you're, you're rocking and rolling. And yeah? chapstick holder. And a chapstick holder, yes. Um, there was another question that I had about something, and I can't remember what it was. Jeff, Jeff threw me off with the tampon thing. I don't know how we – oh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. How was your turkey season? Oh, man, it was insanely bizarre. It was uh, – it's almost indescribable. We were talking about it – I was talking about somebody about it today. Um, and it, it just seemed like I, – I, I have this wild idea, and I'm going to go on and put it out there. I mean, I, I feel like turkeys know they're in trouble the population's declining and they're like you know what we're going to focus on breeding and not gobbling and not chasing every hen because that's that's basically how my season went you would have periods of some sporadic gobbling and then no gobbling at all and i spend my favorite place to turkey hunt is in west texas i have a place in west texas that we hunt and it's it's loaded with turkeys i mean it is a phenomenal ranch for turkey hunting and for the one of the first times in my life, I was out there and heard hardly any gobbling, and didn't see any breeding activity, and didn't see any of this going on. And the ranch that I have, they had had 0.3 inches of rain since October. And an older guy out there told me, he said, when condition, he's been there his whole life, he's in his 80s. He said, when conditions are like this, he said, they don't breed because they know the nest survival rate won't work, so they just do not breed. Really? So he told me, it kind of made sense in my head, and I was like, eh, I don't know. I called some biologists when I got home, and I ran that by them, and they were like, no, he's right. That That is truly what happens. So when you have severe drought conditions, you don't get nesting. So. And, the, and the turkeys know that, and they think that's not breeding's not even worse, worth the resources that I'm going to spend to even breed this I, hen because it's not it's not going to be viable. 
I mean, I guess so. I mean, that's what they said. And I mean, I honestly, I sat there and I experienced it. I was like, I've never sat in this spot at daylight in my life and not heard 20 to 50 turkeys gobble. And I've heard one. So where uh, they were in a drought kind of where I went, where at, um, from how far are you from us? Like, is that where you went after ducks? Did you go to your place in West Texas? Yeah, I went straight there. So it's uh, I'm more Sonora, okay, uh, okay. Del Rio area. I'm about sixty miles from Del Rio, I believe. That is a turkey less. hotbed down there too. Big, lots of gobblers and lots of big flocks of birds. Hundred, two hundred bird oh, flocks just, is not yeah. unusual. And, yeah, and they were struggling down there also all year. God, could you imagine your sex life ran by whether it rains or it don't? Mine's about the same either way. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm always in a drought at my house, it seems like. Um, that is interesting, though, that they know, like, ah, they're, they're not going to make any babies, so we're not even going to You know them anything. Toms are like, gosh, damn, can we just not get some rain one time? Yeah, you think we're praying for rain. Their sex life is dependent on it. But, I mean, there was areas, you know, there was people. I heard reports from Middle Tennessee, East Tennessee. They had great seasons. Uh, some parts of Mississippi did, but I mean, everybody that I talked to that spends an enormous amount of time turkey hunting, they were like, this year is, it's off. Something's going on this year. The, yes. the, the greatest thing is the client, though, that asks, what do you think the problem is? I, nobody we, knows. You know, but he, I, we just don't have the birds. They just disappeared. Well, but, I mean, yeah. well, do you think next year will be better? I have no clue. This year caught everybody off guard. I literally, So we started hunting here opening day. <laughs> I went from I heard gobblers where I should have heard gobblers and the next day the next day I scouted on a Friday they were right where you know they had been and everything was good <clears throat> I go out there to hunt on Saturday morning with clients and the birds had moved 200 yards and I'm wow. like what the hell was that about so, you know, we, we, we make a sneak on them, and we, readjust, we adjust, and um, and then it was just dead silent after, like, and Rios are not that way. Usually, Rios are very vocal. Even later into the day, you can hear gobbling everywhere. Once they were out of the tree, they shut up. The next yeah. day, they had gone 200 yards even further in the opposite, in, in the same direction. So, you know, the next day, we set up where they were. Um that morning and they had gone even further so i mean it was just a weird 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 year jake's didn't make any noise it was just weird like i'm used to rio's just you slam your car door or you fart real loud and they gobble at it yeah i didn't have I mean, that this year and that's that's odd roost to me that's odd roost behavior the ranches that i have i mean it's traditional roost they they'll fly up in the same live oak their entire life yep so, you know, to me, if, if, if you had a person that said, hey, Jeff, I've absolutely got to kill a turkey tomorrow, I'm like, okay, I, I got a spot. We'll go kill one. But this year, I mean, you, you could go to a spot that had a traditional roost and have 50 gobblers in it and maybe hear one. Mm-hmm. And when they flew down, you just might all day long hear one sporadic gobbler when you should be hearing – one every 10 minutes yeah all around the ranch. it's it was odd uh, i don't know i i wish i knew i wish somebody knew could break it down for me but i mean it's uh the, but that's the, fun 
I, I love it. I, I'll take the hard years with the good years. I tell you what, a guy asked me about knee pads uh-huh. and, or, or said something on here, and it made sense. He said, and it's Dan Reese from – from Wisconsin, he's a he big, would, he's a big he fat ass, so he wouldn't need knee pads. He said knee pads and waders for sure between kneeling on wood floors and boats and crawling back on ice after breaking through. I never thought about that, but that makes sense. And his big ass is going to go through some ice, no matter if it's two foot thick or four inches thick. His well, big ass is going down. He hunts with Blake Poppy too, so he definitely needs a knee pad. Yeah, there you go. I, I you you can take that one, Jeff. I. I yeah, I mean, it's a good ad and it's a good idea. It's just, if, I, if we can come up with a way to, to add them in that doesn't, like I said earlier, it doesn't affect right. the waterproofness of the fabric or doesn't do anything to it, then it would be something to do. But, you know, we, we talk about this all the time, and I kind of gave a, a Jeff talk, which is a whole lot different than a TED talk, but kind of the same thing. I, I told everybody, I was like, man, there is no way that in the years to come, whether it's two years, three years, five, whatever it is, we're not going to be building this exact same product. It, it's our job to continue to give customers what they want. This this waiter that we have is not the end. It's got to evolve. Fabrics will change. Technology will change. Other needs and uses will come up. So that's kind of our goal with the waiter is to you know adapt it and, and make it better. Is that scary to you? Because... I mean, you've got such a great product, but like you always seem like you have pressure on you. You do. You have pressure to. I mean, and honestly, I think that's a good thing. Like, I agree. If if you no matter what you did, if you made a, you know Apple does it. No one does that. No good company puts a product out there and stands tall and says, "Nope, this is ours. This, this is, is the only product." making we're never changing it we're not evolving we're not going to do anything well you're not going to be around so there is that pressure to always make it better and then you know then that kind of brings in its own problems too because now you've got to tell somebody why you made it better and you know why it was better than what you told them was the best years before so you know you just try to get out from it to tell people all the time that, look, man, I'm going to keep changing and evolving and making this product better. That's right. what we're going to do. Well, and I mean, you look at that and you just tell that guy, like, I made it the best that I could at that time. And things, yeah. you know, more minds got put into it, more technology. Um, this has been added. But at the time that you bought the product, I had made it the best that I possibly could. And right. It, I mean... You know, this isn't some new product. We we didn't just invent waders. Right. I mean, waders have been around since the 1800s. So, so I mean, it, it, it evolves and they grow and they change and you do that. And that's what you, you know, that's what that's our responsibility as the company. That's kind of our promise to customers is we're going to keep making things better. And, and, and it's tough, too, to do like you said. So your baby is a waiter. And you want, you, you know, you always want to make that as good as, as you can. But then you also want to have new products and bring new stuff to uh, the public. So it's a, it's a tough, uh, it's a double-edged sword almost for you. It is. But, I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of part of it. And that's the fun behind it, too, man. It's, I, I tell everybody, and I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you, 
product development, working to build products for duck hunting, for turkey hunting and all that, it is a selfish sport and activity because I'm wanting to build something that I like and that I think is good for me and it makes the time that I'm in the field more enjoyable. Same with all the other people that work here. We, we want it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We want a little better product for ourselves. And then you also want to put it out there to the public and sell it and all that. But I mean, at the end of the day, almost all of the products that you make and develop, it's it's for pure selfish means, man. I'm like, I, I want a duck hunt. I want a duck hunt and I want to stay dry. So Yeah. Yeah. And I want to put my kids in waders and I want them to stay dry and all that. Very good. What else you got? Anything else that uh, you got? It's been almost an hour. You got a great product. I'm very, very proud you're teamed up with us. I look forward to seeing you soon. You gonna be at Game Fair? Uh, yes, we're we're trying to do a Game Fair. We're gonna go to. Uh, I think our next stop is a Delta Waterfowl Expo in July. Um, so you know, as we as we go, we're trying to get the waiter out there and show it to everybody everywhere we can. We're gonna. We'll, um, we will see you at. We'll be at the second weekend at Game Fair. Me and Andy will be there. There was something. Um, Best ribs in Memphis. Is it rendezvous? Oh man, that is not a. I I just didn't go back to beating up on Tennessee baseball. <laughs> <laughs> there are a ton of great barbecue restaurants in Memphis. Uh, everybody has their own. I like Rendezvous. I happen to be a, a much bigger fan of Central Barbecue. I think they they make, to me, me personally, I think they make the best. That's my favorite one. Uh, Rendezvous is great. Neely's is great. Tiny hole in the wall behind our office on the other side of the ditch is great. I mean, you can get, you, you can't sling a dead cat and not get good ribs in Memphis. <laughs> Um, I rem- I know what I was going to ask. Orders for all of the products, the the base layer, uh, the the sixty, the over and under. Taking orders now. I mean, and if anybody wanted waiters, are you taking orders now? And when are they going to ship? So we're doing some pre sales on the waiters. So you could go on the website and you can order your waiter now. Uh, the clothing and apparel and all that stuff, we're going to launch it on July 14th. That'll be the first day that you can buy it and uh, and get it. We'll probably start shipping short, right around shortly after the July 14th launch. Uh, we're getting product in. I know Jeff alluded to deliveries earlier. We're, we're kind of get some wood to knock on. We're yeah. doing pretty good in uh, getting our deliveries and stuff in. So we'll probably start shipping mid to late July. Uh, we have a, which I'll probably get in trouble for this. We have a really cool gift that we're going to send out to people. Uh, I, I think that it's, I think it is a great idea and people are really going to like this, but there's a, a date that we can't send that item out before. We have to kind of abide by some rules and we can send it out after that date. Uh, but everybody that uh, gets waiters and we'll get that little unique gift from us. Uh, so wrapping on, I always get long-winded. Wrapping it up, we'll probably start shipping uh, late July on everything. Kind of get it out. Late July, first of all. So you're going to you're gonna send out a gift when you buy a pair of waders, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Pretty, that's nice. I mean, you think about it. Fuck, you buy a $75,000 pickup, and they send you a play of Danish cookies. So 
I didn't even get that. And I'll tell you this, it, it, it is a, it's a cool idea and it's a cool gift and it's something that everybody that buys waiters or everybody that, let me sleep at that, everybody that buys waiters, you're going to have to have it anyway. So it, it, it's cool. Well, I can't wait to hear socks. about this. It sucks. And knee pads <laughs> and a set of gloves. It's not knee pads. <laughs> he finally broke down and put the knee pads in there. Well, listen, Jeff, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. You've got a great line. Um, it looks like you, the, the products that you're getting ready to launch for this coming season, um, they look awesome. I know that they're going to be great because you guys, uh, you, you pay attention to the small details. And uh, like Stanfield said over here, it's a pleasure to be uh, teamed up with you guys. And um, if there's anything that you need ahead uh, of launch date, let us know. And um, people can go ahead and get their orders in and then late, late July start shipping. So we're excited. We're excited what the future holds for you. And uh, here's to year, year two. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. I, I love it. I, I love being a part of y'all. It's great. We'll see you in August, and I'll let you buy me a beer. I'll do that for sure. There you go. He's such a gentleman. All right. Y'all take care out there, and we will talk to y'all later, okay? Bye, Jeff. God bless Thank you, bud. Thank you. Bye. We have done a great job of lining ourselves up with super good companies. Yeah. We have. Yeah, great yeah, company. Every, every one of them. Great, great, great company. They are. American they success are story. Good Another people. One. Good Just, people. And that's that can be t- you know everybody can can do that. They just find the find your passion, and find something that needs fixing, and then go fix it. Cameron Miller just said, "Can we get an update on y'all's YouTube series? It will be coming out July fourteenth. It's the first family of waterfowl. We've got the logo. It will be released. Prob I, I will. We will have some shirts that we will have at at Squad Fest. I don't think we'll have them on sale until after we get back." I'll put them out because I'm not going to jack with them. I'll be wearing them. What? I'll wear the shirt. No, no, we are going to have, yes, yes, we're going to have them, some shirts for us. We will have a shirt there, and we will release it to the public for sale after that. First, the first episode will come out July 14th, Mm -hmm. 6 o'clock in the evening or whatever time we set it for. And the the next day we will be at Squad Fest. We are very excited about our uh, new endeavor. We will start filming in September for season two of the first family. We are going to. We that are. is one thing that I want to have done. Dove season? I want August 31st. When, when's our first hunt? September 1st morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. We have breakfast. Yeah, okay. Well, let, let me pull out my calendar here. Cause our I, first weekend is busy, and that's with Tom and them are here, and they're here 60, 70 people deep on Friday afternoon. That's what I want. I want just the chaos. Let me see here. Yeah, if they could come August 31st, <clears throat> get mom chewing your ass out because we're out of propane or chocolate chips are semi-sweet and not bitter or whatever. Just the typical shit that we go through that nobody and knows And then about. have them stay through that weekend and then maybe leave on Sunday because we'll have our draft on Sunday. Sunday afternoon we have our football draft. So if they could, if they could film the 31st through September 4th, I want to see that done because it is chaos out here. And well, people do not realize it because we hide it well. We've been hiding it for 25, 30 years. But Ron always always told the story of when y'all were doing room one through six, him and Tony were putting together bunk beds as people were sliding luggage underneath it. 
They're just about right. Now, he might have been exaggerating because he was a storyteller like Johnny Clay Reed. But um, last year we were out of propane. We didn't know it. We Tony, you chewed Tony's ass out unfairly, I, I might add. I was he wrong on that. He checked the yes. propane. Now, our propane tank is a little older, so you got to tap it. And then when Jeff tapped or Harry tapped it, needle went from 60% and it went to zero. To zero. And we we did not have people coming down the driveway yet, but they were going to pretty soon after that. Within an hour. That First was the maddest I'd ever seen you. I was hot. Because it's something your phone. So, so easy to fix. <clears throat> not on a Friday at 4 o'clock. No, and thank God had to text the actual propane driver to get him to come here. Friday about, at 2. It was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and he showed up and got us going. And there'll be something this year. Michelle kills me on the food stuff. And, or she nickels and dimes everything around here that's not to her perfection. Like, where have you been since February 1st? You know, <laughs> yeah. you haven't been here since February, and you're going to come in, and we're here every day. Right. You know, we eat lunch here every day, the guys. We sit night, we all ate together today. We eat meals out here four or five days a week, the guys do for lunch. We do guy stuff. We grilled steak yesterday, we had leftover steak today and potatoes. And mm-hmm. we, I mean, we cantaloupe, cucumbers. I mean, we just, what, the garden, whatever we got the garden. But it is a, it is a lot of things that go on opening weekend of dove season, and we are going to be filming this year. But that's, that will, I want that. I want that to happen. That will put be that, our first that part. To the, put that. Take that to the higher ups because that is the one thing. I don't care when else you film, November, December, January, preferably November. And we got some new sponsors that will be on um, the. Well, we have more sponsors. We but, have the same sponsors. Will be on season two. We will add some sponsors. It's going to be a lot longer series. And no telling what the future is with it. I don't know about a lot longer. It'll be eight eight episodes. Okay. Eight to ten episodes. This year's four episodes. Four Next episodes. year we'll have eight to ten episodes. Okay. And then hopefully we'll get where we have a 16-episode season. Well, that's a lot, Jeff. We got a lot that's of shit a, goes on well, here. Well, you, know, you want... You want good you want, and bad? You, There's you gonna, want to leave them wanting more. There is not going to be any sort of pre... Pre-done what, stuff? No, none of that bullshit yeah. that they had on the other big... Duck comp show, yeah. I just and I and I think that opening weekend of Dove season would show a different side. I think yeah, it's kind of show the uh-huh. the business side a little bit more. I just the one thing I do not want. The camera crew will be here for sure. Then, oh okay, I just done it because Rick's going to be on with us podcast next week. The guy that done all of our filming, Rick right. Keller, an excellent job, very professional. Very, very uh, professional. He um, will be on the podcast Tuesday, and we will talk about all the things that went into his life, what he'd done. He was in the military, up to him filming and all the filming he does for other companies and doing the series with us. I don't want this to just be a hunting show. No. It's going to be about the, family. It's the last thing that I want. There's two. There's enough of those. It's the lifestyle, the family. Yeah. I just... We are not a normal Plus, hunting. I want it to be something that I would watch. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I don't watch hunting shows. No, me neither. We, it's going to be, it's not going to be about piles. It's going to be about everything that goes into running a hunting lodge at, at this level of a hunting lodge and all the stuff that we do and work to put into it and what we do to try to make ever our guests have a great time right. and shows the shit that happens around here on a daily basis. When you have anywhere from... 30 to 70 people at your place, shit happens. We've got extra air conditioning, heat units. We have, I mean, there's everything you can imagine. Last year, we, or two years ago, we had a breaker go out in the middle of the night at midnight. 
Flooded, the couple rooms flooded. Yeah, I mean, we've had... That was two years ago. Anything that could happen, happens. That's why when I go to a hotel and something goes wrong, I think, well, I bet this shit goes on all the time. Oh, yeah, it's it's got to. I did see where we stayed at in Cancun at Planet Hollywood. The other day, their sewers were out for two days. That was like right after we left, wasn't it? No, it happened again the other day then, too. Could you imagine being there? No. It was food. Something about the the diner. No, oh, they had some people going strike too. The cafeteria. Their service workers went on strike. Well, everybody's going on strike, Jeff. In Mexico, everywhere. That would suck. No, it doesn't matter where. Anyways, yes, July fourteenth, the season premiere of the first family of waterfowl. We appreciate everyone that's been a part of this. This is our second live. We will do another live probably in two weeks. We'll have somebody on. I don't know yet what we're gonna do. I've got a couple of ideas on some people I want to get on. We'll see what happens on getting them on. Uh, Jeff's we, connection was a little slow, so we might have to limit our lives to in-house. In, in, in-house. And it may be. It's a, it's a learning deal for us. We're still learning. Thank y'all for the we, growth. I will, get, I will get better at this live thing. And we will be in our new studio, and that will make a big difference. We will be in our studio probably in three weeks. We will have our first podcast from our studio. Maybe sooner than that. Mm. Mm. We got the most important thing. We got air conditioning in there. Yeah, but there's a lot of other... Yep. And he's going to decorate himself on his side by where he's at. So, y'all, just look for all this stuff. I can't wait to see what he puts. Lots of trinkets. I mean, I say that. I don't know. I got the I got the wood call from Pacific and put up there. But it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to at least it being cooler. Yes, me too. Thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all. Have a great, great, great week. We don't have another podcast till next week. Rick Keller will be on with us Tuesday. That'll probably be the first podcast for next week, and I do not know what else we're having on next week because I haven't scheduled nobody. So need another storyteller to come on with us. All right. God bless y'all. Have a great week or weekend. Check out all of our wonderful sponsors. Go check out Boss Shot Shells, Shin Gear Waiters, Dive Bomb Industries, Pacific Calls, Gundog Outdoors, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Alpha Outdoors, Bangtail Whiskey, Stanford Hunting Outfitters, Dirty Duck, and that old 5K Waddle, Ducks Unlimited. 